think uh, congratulations are in order. Why is that? Our free Brittany Griner campaign paid off. <sighs> Dude, like there's only she's there's home, only, baby. She's there's home. only like certain things that I do that I feel like, all right, I really made an impact. I really feel like I made an impact on this one. That's that's one you can <laughs> when you go to your grave, you can feel good about that one. You got her home. Congratulations. I mean, I'm not gonna say like I like physically went over there, picked her up, and brought her back, but I pretty much did everything <laughs> pretty else. Pretty much did everything else. <laughs> Isn't it wild, just the reaction? Golly, like the polarizing and then the reactions to the reactions. Right. Like, it's crazy. I mean, it's so amazing how fast we move to our teams and our side. And Mm -hmm. if you're right wing, you have an opinion on it. If you're left wing, you have an opposite opinion on it. I mean, it's it's literally like it takes no time at all. The drop of a hat, we're willing to run to our corner. And it's funny because I think if you, like, literally sat two people down that, like, you would say have different opinions, like, you would ask them the basic questions, like, do you agree that we should bring home an American mm-hmm. that that did not commit a violent crime or anything like that, like something very minor yeah. like Brittany Griner? Do you agree that we should use efforts to bring them back? Yeah. And I think everybody would say yes. I think so too. I think professional athlete, man, woman, race, orientation, doesn't matter. Yes, bring them back. Like, and especially Russia. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that two is like, do you think that you can put a price on a person's life? No, I don't think you can put a price on it. Yeah. Like I and I, I think everybody would agree that like what's killing me is when everyone's like, well, if it was LeBron James, he would have been back months ago. <laughs> it's like, what? I don't think that's how it works, uh, but just, yeah, there's one, there's a process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then two is no, like I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. First of all, LeBron James would have bought himself out of it. Yeah. He'd have been back by himself. He wouldn't need us. But then two is like, I just, that drives me crazy. Like now you're going to throw like the gender card mm-hmm. and you're going to throw that, you know, women aren't valued the same as men. Like, look, I think we all agree that getting an American back to the States that's imprisoned in, in a, um, I would say, hostile country. Yeah. Um, yes, we all agree that we want them back. Now, where, you know, people want to find all these nuances like, well, we still have, we still have this. And I would never, we need to bring military back. Yeah. Yes, I agree. But like, let's also, let's also look at the whole picture. Yeah. Is it now, should we have given up what we gave up? I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a pretty one-sided that's, trade. That's not a good trade. Um, but, like, to also expect, hey, we just picked Brittany Griner over, you know, our Marine that's over there. I'm pretty sure they're going to hold that Marine a whole lot tighter. They're going to want a lot more for it. Yeah. So it's not yeah. the same negotiation. Yeah. I mean, there's conflicting reports of what was offered, and obviously I'm no expert on it. It, it seems like it was either take her or nothing is what it ultimately ended up being. And, but yeah, that's the, that's the outrage now. So I, I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I mean, it, candidly, it doesn't affect me. That, yeah. And I, I know that may not be the politically correct thing to say. Uh, now, from a human perspective, obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for her. She's yes. back with her yeah. family. That's awesome, and, yep. and she's out of that. From a human perspective, that's great. But yeah. I guess my other perspective is, you know, you're a high-profile individual – you're flying to a hostile country in wartime yeah. with an illegal substance for that specific area. 
So look, does, it, does that mean she should have got a nine-year sentence? No, but have some wherewithal, have some, some, some situational awareness yeah. and understand the situation you're putting yourself into. Yeah. And that's and just to be transparent with you, men or women, that's sometimes, a lot of times the mentality is that, oh, I'm above it. Like, yeah. they're not going to bust me. Right. Like, I am who I am. I'm playing professional sports over here. Like, they're not going to they're right. not going to do that to me. And that's what's unfortunate. And that's honestly that was probably my biggest hesitation is like, look, you chose to do that. Now, mm-hmm. now you're asking for everybody else to bail you out. Yeah, was it extreme? Yes. Probably should we have intervened? Yeah, ultimately yeah. we I think we should have. But then to make it everyone else's fault and it's not yours. Right. And you that's where I have that's where I have an issue with it. Yeah. Um, you, you've traveled overseas. I obviously yes. born in another country. Yes, there's I've there's certain stuff in my butt before. <laughs> <laughs> but there's certain rules you have to adhere to. Yes, knowing where you're, you just have to. Yes, it's cult, different cultures, yep. different laws. You just have to again. You just have to be aware of where you're going, and you have mm-hmm. to play by the rules, whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah, you're choosing to go over yep. there. You're choosing to partake. Yep. Have some awareness to know. Hey, maybe maybe this is a dumb, and again, maybe she was thinking. Maybe she forgot about it. I don't know. She didn't know she had it on her. Maybe she was thinking this is such a small amount; have, it's not going to make a I difference. Have, I have flown with scissors in my backpack multiple the, times. The, yeah, I'm, I want to be. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I want to be as. <laughs> I want to be as charitable as possible <laughs> yes. for what could have happened. But here's, and I also agree that we should have done everything yeah. to bring her back. A, what? What? I, I guess my point is. Let, let's let's not play like she's just this massive victim. She yes. had she contributed hundred to the situation. Hundred percent. It's the same example of like handgun laws are different in every state. Mm-hmm. And if you are ever traveling with a handgun or or a firearm, really for that matter, if you just drive across a state line, you are now doing something that was legal in the previous state and illegal in the next state, yep. and you're subject to those consequences. Yep. That's a good point. So it's your job to know where you're going and what you're responsible for. Like, so if you're going to drive from, say, Texas, where open carry is legal, you can have, you know, you can have a handgun in your vehicle. Um, if you drive through, you know, on your way to Oregon, you're going to pass through three or four states that it's illegal to drive with a firearm mm-hmm. in your vehicle, the same as it is in Texas. Yeah, you may have to, okay, it's gotta be in different cases, it's gotta be locked, there's all these all these rules, but you, it's your responsibility to know it because guess what? The laws don't change just because you don't know it's a law. Right. It's a law in that state and you'll be prosecuted in that state. Same thing here. Whether, whatever she had here, wherever she lives in the states, legal, maybe legal, maybe medicinal, whatever, you need to know that this country you're going to, yeah. that it is illegal. That's your responsibility as a human. Mm-hmm. It's not anybody else's fault. It's not the United States' fault. We don't dictate the laws of their country. We don't have anybody in their legislate, legislative branch, branch, judicial branch, which they don't have. Which they don't have. They have Putin. <laughs> They've got the Putin branch. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's not our fault. And it's yeah. not our fault that, look, ignorance is not an excuse. Right. And so that's, I'm with you on that. Like, yeah. You got to be responsible for your own. Yeah, the, the gun carrying example. Guess who doesn't have to worry about that law? Me, because I don't have a, I don't own a gun. I don't carry a gun, Great. so I don't have to think about it. If yeah. I choose to partake in that though, yep. and I want to, yep, it's now my responsibility to understand yeah. the different laws and very. So, and, and another thing I'm over is just the fake outrage of <laughs> of why we didn't get the other the the military vet. Yeah. Like, if you're that upset about it, what are you doing about it? 
Or are you just fake outrage so that you can get points on Twitter from your yeah. from your political side? Yeah. If you're truly outraged about it, go do something about it. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, ninety eight percent of us don't really care. Yeah. And, and literally, and again, as of this week, don't care anymore. Don't care anymore. We're all over it now. Yeah. And, and that's not politically correct to say. And I, it sucks to no, say. I'm not that saying a, I don't care about it. Let me. Uh, <laughs> thank you. But thank you, you don't. If you did, no, you would do something about it. At the masses, it. like you right. moved on. You went exactly. on. Your, you went on your social media rant, and now. Uh, yeah. Now I'm on to something else. Exactly. So and that's what the fake outrage is, is, is bothersome to me. And yeah. not, not that I'm not guilty. I've done it before. But as I get older and think through it more, unless I'm actually willing to change my actions, it's not something that I'm going to give myself permission to be yeah. upset about. Yeah. I agree. And so that, again, it's, it's all just trying to, trying to score social points is what yeah. it is. Trying to look good. Yeah. The fact of the matter is most of us don't care. Yeah. If we cared, we would be doing something about it. That's right. And that sucks from a human perspective. That I, I feel bad for the guy, but do I feel bad enough to go out and petition and, and make a big – obviously I don't because it hasn't changed my behavior. Yeah. Yeah, that's an honest, that is an honest perception. And, and I think everybody listening to this – not everybody. Most people listening to this have to look at ourselves and say, well, maybe I think I care, but, mm-hmm. but do, do I, I really? really? Yeah. Am I doing something about it? It's just like, it's the weight loss deal. Yeah. Like, oh, I hate being overweight. Well, do you? Yeah. Or are you willing to actually do something about it? This is why I respect nonprofits so much. And yeah. again, we're not going to go down the road of the ones that are doing the right thing or not, but people that dedicate their lives yeah. to causes that don't personally affect. Now, I know a lot do personally affect them or have, but there's affected, a, or have yeah. affected them, yeah. but there's a lot of people that they're touching that it doesn't personally affect them. And yet they're still choosing. That's why I have so much respect. And and there's there is a sacrifice to it. Huge. Like, there is. Like yeah. you're foregoing a lot to uh, work for a nonprofit. My, I would know my parents work for yeah. one. Yep. You're foregoing a lot of pleasure in this life for the for the service of other people. Yeah, I literally had this conversation today. It was man, I, there would be and this kind of goes back to the faith conversations we had, man. It would be such a freeing feeling to do something that you're like, man, like this is definitely my purpose, right? This is what I was created to do. And I don't care what the income is because I have faith that God's going to provide whatever I need. And like he did with your parents, like it may have been a struggle. It may have been hard. They had to work their tails off and they, there was things that they were without, Mm -hmm. but they had enough to raise boys to be successful men. Right. And I would just, I would love to get to the point where it's like not all my, not all in my hands and on my shoulders. It's like, look, I'm going to go serve. And you know what? Whatever, whatever. Because again, we have this in our mind of like what we need to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's God. a lot of, what? there's a lot more nice to have than there is there's a, have. There's a, there's a show on uh, Amazon. It's actually pretty good if you haven't watched it. It's called The English, mm. Emily Blunt. And it's about this, um, this British dignitary and she comes to the U S like in the late 1800s, right after the civil war. And, um, she's going to find, you don't know, and I'm not going to give the whole show. She's going to find this guy because he killed her son. And there's all these twists along the way, but, um, she meets this native American who actually served in the military and then actually served on teams like and and uh, regiments that would like go kill Native Americans, right? There was this whole there was this whole uh, military push, right, in the 1800s as as Western expansion went. That just their only mission was to wipe out Indians, right, and mm-hmm. to to kill buffalo, like the 
20 million Buffalo that were in the U S at the time, like went down to like almost zero because that was their food source. And they're like, if we kill the food source, we kill them. And but anyways, there's this whole deal, but he served as a native American and actually was like part of these units that would go like ravage, but he was like, as like honorable of a dude. But one of the things that he said, and back to the whole point, that was a big tangent. Back to the thing is, we think we need all these things. A quote that he said in the, in the show, he says, the difference between want and need, need is what you can fit on a horse. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's it. a simple way to look at it, yeah. Like, you don't need all that stuff because she had all these, like, luggages and, like, trunks and all this stuff. And she's like, I need all my stuff. He goes, the difference between want and need is what you need can fit on a horse. <laughs> that's good. Joe Rogan actually just recently had a beekeeper on his podcast yeah. of all things just because he's fascinated by bees and wanted to get to know about it. but the what got to get that tax exemption in yeah. Texas you know <laughs> the reason it goes along with what you're saying is because she had a corporate job yep and she but she's been fascinated by insects her whole life yeah. and she was like I want to pursue this bee thing so she started doing like Josh Smith yeah. talks about yeah. which that episode hasn't aired yet or maybe it will air I guess when this one comes out next week the matrix is it who knows but Guess he what? talks about nights and weekends. Guess what? What's that? It's getting delivered today. Yeah, you got your knife. Woo! So, but she talks about I would I would study and I would learn learn on nights and weekends. And she eventually bought purchased her own hive of bees and yeah. kept them in her apartment in or in her house at Austin. Uh-huh. And that's how she learned. Yeah. And so she's been doing this for years now. And then she turned into a full time business. Yep. Because she just loves bees. She doesn't care about how much money she makes yeah. she, uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. But to the point of, and I don't know how we got down that particular path, but. We were talking <laughs> Brittany Grinder to <laughs> bees. <laughs> <laughs> but the point, yeah, the point is that's just so fascinating. Yeah. Like she has decided that this is how I'm going to yeah. spend. This is my purpose. Yeah. Is beekeeping. Yeah. And she's found a way to make Whatever it a living. Whatever it is. It was so cool. Whatever it is. So, uh, another internet, um, and what I really want to talk about today, another internet thing I saw. Uh, I'd never heard of this guy, but there's a guy on YouTube. His name is goes by Hamza. Hamza. H-A-M-Z-A. He's got 1.33 million subscribers. So I guess he's a big deal in the YouTube world. But he made a video that stuck out to me. I think you would you'd appreciate. Six habits making men weak Ooh. that I want to get your take on. All right. And this, vi- this video, you can go look it up. It's already got over a million views. He just put it up like a week or two ago. So a lot of people have seen it. Hamza. Um, and he didn't, he went in a little bit of depth over these six, but what I wanted to do today is get your take and on, on these six habits that are creating weak men. See what you agree with, what you disagree with, what your perspective is on the ones. Now, obviously, we could sit in a room, you and I, and, and for 20 minutes and probably come up with a longer list than six. Yeah. But we're going to stick to these six for the sake of today's discussion. Like it. Number one, not being able to control your emotions. That's a habit that's keeping men weak. Yep. What's your take on that? Uh, I think that's everything. I mean, that's that's one of the, I think that's one of the biggest things that that we lack in is we're so, as men, we're just detached from our emotions and understand. And if you can't recognize it, you can't recognize that, that there is an overwhelming power that emotions play on you, right? And we've talked about it, like, you know, your ability to make, you know, wise decisions, your ability to critically think, your ability to like 
suppress negative thoughts and not just let them come out. Um, it's big. Yeah. It's really big. And I think it, it, it allows us to be controlled rather than to control circumstances. Because, again, it's this, it's this rush of whatever you want to call it, adrenaline, all these things that, like, and now, like, you're, you are now at the mercy of your emotions as opposed to using those emotions for, for your control or yeah. for your strength. And definitionally speaking, control your emotions, not literally, because you can't yes. control the emotion. You, com you control the reaction to the emotion. The emotion. Yep. One of the things, yep. have you been watching? So I said control your emotions. That's not literally what it means. It means yeah. when you have the emotion, what do you do with yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's our what inability at this point. What is the output of those emotions right. that you feel? Right. Um, have you been watching Limitless with Chris Hemsworth? Worth it all? No, but I saw the preview and I want to see it. Yeah, is, is out, it's, it's kind of corny, but oh, it's literally, it? yeah, it's a little bit because it's like, it, you could tell it's totally staged. The, the trailer looked amazing. It is, and it's yeah. great. And it's like, it's visually, it's really, really, really well done. But dude, it's crazy. Like literally, because he's pursuing longevity and that's yes. his goal of this yep. show. And it's, I think we've talked about every single topic that he's going over. It's like they, I'm, and look, this so is they not, could have saved the show and just subscribe to the one shot podcast. This, I'm not, I'm not, this is not me being arrogant. This is not me being that, but literally you could, they could have watched this show and been like those. <laughs> Nailed and it. we've had the experts on them when it comes to like sleep, when it comes to emotional, when it comes to, um, yeah, like mental coaching, when it comes to health with, you know, fountain life, uh, when it comes to, uh, like Michael Easter, a lot of the things it's 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 like he kind of like pulled a lot from the one shot podcast. The, no, everything from the one shot, <laughs> which we pulled from everywhere else. <laughs> Zero original there thoughts. No, yes, yeah, there are no original. We're just ideas. a congregation of other people's <laughs> thoughts here, but but it really is. But it's good. And you know, the first episode uh, was managing stress, and and that becomes an emotion, right? Stress it, it handles. Yes, like it is a it is a reaction to some sort of. Um, some sort of stimuli, right? Mm -hmm. Whether, and but now that's an emotion. And so what he does is he like walks this beam on like a 980 foot skyscraper, mm -hmm. and it's it's being able to control and all of these emotions that are coming through your head, thinking about falling, thinking about the worst things that can happen, thinking about whatever. Like it's it's managing that. And then the next one was swimming in um, in the Arctic. And <laughs> what's the dude? Okay, swim around. Uh, the UK. The British guy? Yes. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I forget his name. His name escapes me. He's on the show. Is He's he? like his coach through the whole show. Uh, I love that jacked. dude. Yeah, yes. he does like ultra crazy he's, marathons. Like, I don't know if he's done it yet, but he's going to do the longest consecutive swim like in the Loch Ness Sea or something like that. Jeez. Uh, yeah. yeah. But he's he's a coach on it. He's he's funny. He laughs all the time. He's awesome. I forget his name, but he's but, awesome. Um, but he's on it. And so it's like, yeah. We're going to, and so it like starts in like an ice bath and it's like, Oh, this is the craziest thing. But talks about the, um, talks about the importance of cold showers, like go. literally all the things that we talked about. But, um, the one that's a little corny is he does like a 250 meter swim in the Arctic. And it's like, it's like five laps in a pool. <laughs> like it's yeah. okay. Yeah. And then, you know, the angles that they use and right. you can tell like they're yelling at him, but then like. They're literally on the shore, and they're, like, right over his shoulder. Like, it's not that long of a <laughs> right. swim. So it's, it's, it's a little corny and controlled, but the, the overall premise of it is really good. And then they try to get scientific, and it's not. It's, like, they go down to cellular levels, and they always, like, correlate it to, like, 
little machines or little warriors that fight this. And then they die if right. you don't use them. So it's, it's a little bit corny, but I mean, it's a Disney plus show, but like the concept of it is, is pretty yeah. good. But managing emotions is one of the things that they talked about. Yeah. I'd say if you think you have control over your emotions, take care of a two year old for any extended period of time and see how good your control is. Cause that's that's my I'd biggest struggle, man. Two it's, to two to five year old. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I have both, unfortunately, yeah. fortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. But it's just it's amazing how short my leash can be at those times, mm. and it does make me feel like a worse person when every I react time. that way every, every time. single time. Even though I know I shouldn't, I know I should calm myself down. It's just it feels so See, good to yell, to get upset, and and that keeps me. I mean, that doesn't help my relationship with my kids. No. Now, obviously, there's, it's all about dose. There's yeah. time and place to yell yeah. and raise your yeah, voice. Yeah. But I do it too often. Same. I don't, I've let my emotions Same. and the short-term feel good of getting it out that way yeah. take over what I know to be true, which is I need to approach this in a much and healthier you talk way. About, you talk about being weak, right? There's so many, um, so many instances where our emotions make us extremely weak. Because then we, um, again, we make decisions without thinking. Right. And so a couple examples. Talk about parenting. Same deal is what teaches our kids more to be able to show restraint in difficult situations when you want to, you want to get upset, you want to do that. What teaches them? Yeah. Because when you're yelling all the time, and that's me, and that's, and that's my wife, I'll throw her under the bus. Like, we both do that. And... So then I just have to yell louder because right. I've got to elevate it, right, for them to actually see that I'm serious. So what, sh what teaches them more? Marriages, right? Emotionally, if, like, you feel hurt or if you feel disrespected or you feel this, you know what? Screw that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back at her. And then you go do something really stupid. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, like, we, I see that all the time. Yeah. All the time. And I mean, I'd be lying if, if there wasn't times that I was so mad that I'm like, forget it. I'm out. I'm just going to leave and see if she really misses me or I'm going to get her and I'm not going to help her with anything. See how much she really needs me. Like dumb, dumb decisions because the emotions in my head are telling me to do that. So again, just a couple of examples. No, it's, it's amazing how, how much it weakens you if you're not able to manage your, yeah. your reaction to those. Yep. Uh, number two and three, we, we've talked about a bunch. We won't go in super depth, but he talks about lack of proper sleep. Yeah. And number three, lack of proper nutrition. If you want to hear our thoughts on that, yeah. listen to the last 50 episodes. Yep. Those are two uh, that are making me super weak right now. <laughs> uh, number four, gaming and technology use was his number four reason. Is it good or bad? That it's making men weak, the, the overuse okay. of gaming technology. Yeah. What's your, what's your initial reaction? Yeah. A hundred percent. Why do you think like trades are making so much money and charge us so much to do stuff like around our house, like handymen, plumbers, electricians is because as a society, we don't know how to do anything that our parents knew that their parents knew. Like we don't know how to do anything because we live in a virtual world. Like we're not actually out doing things right. we're not feeling what it's like to repair patches in the wall we call someone and they come fix it or we're not feeling what it's like to fix our refrigerator 
or what it's like to go mow your lawn or what it's like to go trim trees or what it's like to do something physical because we live so much in this world and all of our free time is consumed by this virtual world that we're not actually doing this. And then again, talk about you live in this abstract reality, whether it's Fortnite or it's Madden or it's whatever these video games are, is now one, it's the, that window that you're spent there does absolutely nothing for your real life. Yeah, agreed. Nothing. Agreed. Another element to it is what it does to your social life. Because it's replacing the need for in-person interaction with, because you can go on all these games, you can play electronically with people from all the world, which is cool. Yeah. But I, I mean, we were out to dinner a few nights ago and there was a table of four, probably 13 or 14 year old girls. And every single one of them, they were sitting at the table together. Every single one of them was on their phone. They weren't talking to each other. Uh-uh. And so this technology use and this, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. It's not, we're beating a dead horse perhaps, but they're not even interacting when they're in yeah. person. Yeah. They're still interacting on the, yep. on the social or on whatever technology that they have in their hand. Yeah. And so it's replacing that need to go seek community and go seek relationships in person yeah. and, and even seeing any value in those relationships. Yeah. Because if I can get everything I need socially by sitting here in my couch and not have to move a muscle, yeah. why would I go out and try to make new friends? I've right. got friends on here. Right. Well, and that's the social aspect. I just think that like if, if, you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I just think that that, that just absence, like if you're spending three hours a day playing video games, think about how much you could have accomplished in yeah. a book, yeah. in some sort of study, some sort of like trade or hobby, or how much you could actually gain and learn. Like uh, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody this weekend about um, – uh, just the, uh, this idea. Oh yeah. It was a, it was a guy and he's a big hunter. Um, and during the pandemic, um, like f- family that like had been like really just kind of like mean to him prior because of his lifestyle, it was like old conservative versus liberal. And here comes the pandemic. And now you're worried about like, how am I going to survive this? If it keeps going to this like walking dead type of deal. And, um, and it's funny, it's like, how much are you learning how to provide for your family? How much are you learning to protect your family? How much are you learning, like, in a, in a legitimate situation, what are you going to do? Right. Because, one, you're not improving yourself physically. You're not improving yourself mentally. Not improving yourself socially. I mean, not improving yourself intellectually. So it was literally a waste of time. It literally, I mean, there's more atrophy going on than there is actual stimulation. Yeah, I like your point about it's taking a lot of the skills that we need in a given any given day mm-hmm. and relying on technology to do those skills. Yeah. And it's replacing. And it's nice. I mean, it is nice yeah. to have, you know, things taken care of for you that you don't have to you can now go focus. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing with that time now yep. that you have back? Yep. And then if your car breaks down or your plumbing, something's up with your plumbing or, you know, uh, something that should be relatively easy fix 30 years ago yeah. for the individual. Now it's like, we just throw our hands in the air and we're and, like, what do we do? And that gap's getting bigger because, sure is. because like items, products are getting more complicated and we're becoming less, mm-hmm. um, less capable of like operating or repairing those items. Right. 
So, I mean, think about it. Like, when I had my very first car was like a 92 single cab Chevy Cheyenne. Yeah, I bet you don't even know what a Cheyenne was. It was like oh, a, cheap, it's a cheap version of the uh, Silverado. It wasn't even a Silverado because okay. it, <laughs> it was a cheaper version. <laughs> right, right. And, um, and I remember, like, how simple that engine was to fix, how simple it was to, like, change air filters, how simple it was to change oil, how simple it was to change spark plugs, how simple it was to – I lowered it by myself. I mean, all these things that I did mm. – because like, okay, look, the, the vehicle itself is like, it's pretty, pretty simple. Like I look at it now and I'm like, I don't even know where yeah. to start. Like this. You got to be a computer scientist. Air, yeah. It's all like computer. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, if I'm lifting, I got to be able to write a program yeah. to be able to like lower this vehicle. It's like, <laughs> no. So again, it, it's just the time spent in technology and social media or using technology as opposed to using actual physical traits and knowledge Man, that gap is just widening on on our ability to to be able to operate as men. Yeah, number five goes along with number four, and we've talked about a lot, but the use of social media. So that yeah. same replacing your actual community with an online community. Yeah. I I did something this morning I don't usually do, try not to do, but I woke up before my alarm and instead of just getting right out of bed, I sat on my phone. And before I knew it, twenty five minutes was gone. Yeah. And I just sat back and think, that was twenty five minutes just doing dumb, mindless yeah. scrolling that made yeah. no progress to anything. Yeah. And just how quickly, even as a 35-year-old who lived in a time before social media, who should be able to handle it a little bit better than a 12-year-old, I get sucked in just as easy. Yeah, yeah. And, and think and about it, that's 25 minutes this morning, yeah. another 30 minutes this afternoon, another uh-huh. 45 minutes tonight. Before you know it, two hours of your day is gone yeah. when you could have been dedicating it to a hundred other things. A hundred percent. And think about too, the content that we get drawn into, right? Because the algorithms, just because of our like nature is what does it do? Like we're creating drama. Cause I think just all humans in some capacity like drama, mm-hmm. but we're creating drama and the emotions associated with that because we continue to feed it. Right. Like you probably come across like something about Brittany Griner and then you, you, you know, start re- reading through that and then that, connects to another reel and that connects to this and, mm-hmm. and is, is, is taking you all these places that the, the what? No. Come on. The brain? Yeah. You've, you reference it all the time now. I'm giving you a chance. <laughs> My brain's not functioning apparently. Yeah, I'm blanked. I was trying to put it on you. <laughs> the, the chemical in your brain. Oh, dopamine. Dopamine. <laughs> the dopamine hit that gets you riled up. Right. Because you're reading something, and then you want to read more, and you want to read more. And so now, now you're putting stress, and you're putting undue emotions into your psyche that now, like, you're creating something that, and creating conflict that is unneeded and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, why a lot of people don't watch the news. Because it's like, look, I'm just going to watch it just to get pissed off, or just to get upset, or just to get sad. And, like, I don't need that in my life. I don't have space for that. And that's why I respect people that really are pulled away from social media altogether because they don't subject themselves to that. And then people that keep up on current events but, like, don't watch the, like, yeah. the news that just, like, devastates you. Because, again, that's, that's space that you could be putting something positive and productive into that you're filling it with crap. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the last one that, that I want to finish on, he actually started with this one, but I just think it's an interesting one we don't talk a whole lot about, uh, the use of porn and how it's creating. And, and his, in, his explanation was interesting because he talks about you know human evolution 
the original goal was to spread your seed. Yeah. Impregnate as many as you could to keep your lineage going, right? And and keep keep passing down your genes. So you believe that we're polygamous, not monogamous? Unfortunately. You do? Starting to lean that way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, we need to do a double date soon. <laughs> we need to talk to you and Whitney together. <laughs> but he says, you know, so what do you do mm-hmm. to attract mm-hmm. the opposite sex? Mm-hmm. You take care of yourself physically. Yep. You're the dominant species. You're the alpha male. You do these things to set yourself up to attract the opposite mm-hmm. sex. Think about when you first started working out. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it was, I, I, I could say it was for the athletic side. It was 1,000%. For the opposite sex. Yeah. I, this is going to attract, all it did was attract dudes, but yeah. this is going to attract the opposite sex. Me yeah. to get big and buff and strong and take yep. care of myself and nutrition. And so his point was, if that was the original intent to be able to attract the opposite sex, yeah. now I can plug in my metaverse goggles or yeah. I can log on the internet uh-huh. and have porn right in front of me. Yeah. And I don't have to do anything. Anything. I can have any girl I want in the entire world from yeah. my perspective, any girl I want in the entire world. Yep. And I don't have to do a single thing to go get it. Yep. It is right there yeah. at my fingertips anytime I want it. Yeah. Now I don't have to take care of my nutrition. I don't have to take care of my exercise. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go try to make a bunch of money. I don't have to do anything uh. to attract and the opposite sex. And, and, that and that need, need is, I'm still able fulfilled. to. Now it's not as good. We can get in that discussion. It, it doesn't fulfill that same. Yeah. But... For the short-term dopamine hit, it does. Yeah. It, it fulfills that need of sexual desire, which is, I need to do my thing. Yeah, and, and just, you know, there's a, there's a really good pastor. Um, <laughs> he's, he said some things that just make me laugh sometimes. Um, but Miles McPherson, he's out of San Diego. He's at the Rock Church. And um, he speaks, and he's been a part of a, a Christian ministry uh, for professional athletes that I've, Tiffany and I have been a part of for a long time. And, but he broke it down, like, and there's, there's science behind what, what porn actually does to men, mm-hmm. um, and what it is. It's yes. Like you're, you're exactly right. Like, it's just that like, Hey, look, like I, I got my cake and eat it too. I, don't, I literally don't have to do mm-hmm. anything and I can like get satisfied mm-hmm. however I want, but what it does mentally wired, especially to married men. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's even worse. It's even worse it's just I'm not going to say even worse. It's it, it's it's debilitating, regardless who you are. But what it does though is like there is a chemical reaction when you have sexual intercourse with someone. There is a chemical reaction that happens with that individual, right? And so there is a connection there that you will now have with that person that can never be undone. And then porn emulates this. So if you're married, now you're having these experiences with someone else and there's a chemical reaction that actually like takes place that there's a connection there and then what happens though is what's really hard is that it's a slippery slope and you become weak and then you become there's the addiction aspect of it right so talk about weak and i don't i don't mean to overplay the word addiction and addiction equals weakness because i do recognize that there are things that that addiction is very real and it's very hard but You've got to start it, right? And it takes you. And then it takes control over you. So now you're a servant to this addiction. Right. It's almost robotic. Yeah. You're not controlling and, that And anymore. then you've got to fulfill. And then you've got to fulfill more. And you've got to fulfill more. And, we, and we've talked to multiple human trafficking. The leading cause for human trafficking right now, you know who the biggest consumers of human trafficking are? United States. Because 
our porn addiction here in the United States is so strong that now kids in Southeast Asia, kids in Eastern Europe, kids in South America, kids in all over the globe are now being trafficked and virtually they're being virtually trafficked. And because it started with a, Hey, I'm going to watch, you know, porn, whatever. And then they watch something more and then they need more. And then it turns into this and then it turns into that. And it just escalates and escalates and escalates just because the, the pure form, like if you're addicted to cocaine and you're truly addicted to it, at some point, cocaine isn't going to have the same effect as heroin, and you're going to move to heroin, and then you're going to want that, and then so on and so right. forth, right? And so it's the same thing. It's the same process, and now you're consuming things that are just like you're at a place that you've never been. And then there's marriages. There's marriages all over DFW that porn led into a sex addiction where somebody living in or you know an area that you never would expect it then are now going and hooking up with prostitutes two, three times a week because they have this addiction that has to be felt. You want to talk about like why weakness that's, that is now I have empathy for, for men that are in that place and understand that that's, and that's a, a really hard place and it's not judgment. It's because I do think that real strength comes from admitting it coming out and then, and then, okay, now I'm on a path. Yeah. To, to recovery, but like, I 100% agree with you in that, yes, physically, there's all these things, we get these things that we don't, you know, we don't even have to work for them, it's there, but like, the weakness that comes from all the other impacts that porn does to our community, man, it's, it's sad, and we have dads now that are being removed from families that need to be there for their kids because of this okay. idea of porn. Yeah, yeah, I think, Based on that list, not and again, idea, we could have this, this thing called porn, not the idea <laughs> of it. Yeah, and, 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 you know, this list, and we, again, we could have come up with five or six other habits, I'm sure, that, that are leading. The fact of the matter is odds are stacked against us as men and women too. But the, the further time goes on, the more advancements we make, the more technology advances, the odds are stacked against us from being productive truly contributing members of society because there's just so many things that we can reach for for pleasure uh to make our lives easier there's so many ways that we can take a lot of the work out of living yep as time goes on yep and so that's maybe the overall theme or point here is that as the odds continue to stack against us we've got to be even more vigilant yep doesn't mean you go live some you know, hermit life yeah, hermit life off of the yeah. reservation yeah. And, and, and just, you know, no running water. It doesn't mean that. It just does mean that we need to be more mindful yeah. than ever yep. about the, the choices that we're making and the habits that we're creating and the situations we're putting ourselves in. Yep. Because everything is designed, and whether it's nefarious or not, everything is designed to take all work yeah. and all power away from us. Yep. That's where it's all, it's all funneled down to taking all of that away from us. Yeah. And again, whether that's by design or not, I, that's, that's a different discussion. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is we're going to have to be vigilant going forward as, right. as men, as women, as anybody yep. on this, on this situation, because it's not getting easier to live this type of way. No. And Agreed. whether you're religious or not, there is good that comes from living this way, which yeah. is, you know, living or setting up your life in, in that certain way. That's right. And so, Man, it's, 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 it, and 
you know, raising young boys. You know, I've got two and the third on the way. It's a big thing. It's, it's it, raising the next whatever generation. Whatever you do is exponential. Right. Because there's one of you as dads, and if you have multiple kids. I've got right. three kids. You've got four watching everything you do. Yep. Every move you make, every way you react, like you said earlier, every decision that we make, it's imperative that we accept that responsibility and act, right. the, and act accordingly. That's right. So, anyway. Don't be a bunch of bitches out there, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you did, please help us out by sharing the podcast. Text it to a buddy. Text it to a group chat, whatever. Post it to your social media. Uh, we're on Instagram at one.shot.pod. We're on YouTube, One Shot Podcast. Um, anything else? Any closing thoughts? It's good, man. I okay. like it. All right. Well, Appreciate you all. See you next week. Yeah. Have a good one.